Uh, thank you so much for being a part of our worship uh, community today, whether you're here in person or those of you who are joining with us online. We're so glad to have you a part of the St. Mark's family. Uh, as it was referenced in our announcements this morning, the theme of our Lenten sermon series here on Sunday mornings is called Boot Camp for the Soul. I chose this word despite the fact that I know for some of you, when you think of boot camp, you think of military, and when you think of military, you might think of war, and you're like, how in the world is this guy going to get up talking about the Prince of Peace using this image of uh, military or war? And, and, and while that is a part of what boot camp is, and it may be the first thing that we think of, by definition, boot camp is a short, intensive, rigorous training that prepares us for whatever the future might hold. And so I thought, as we were beginning this Lenten journey together, why not have a boot camp for the soul, a boot camp for our spiritual lives, a boot camp that as we journey with Jesus to the cross and then to the empty tomb, would prepare us for whatever it is that life may have in store for us somewhere down the road. And so that's going to be the kind of overarching theme uh, that we live with throughout the remainder of this season of Lent. Our passage of Scripture today is this passage from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. Even though I forgot my Bible today. Isn't that bad when the preacher forgets his Bible? But I'm going to try to wing it. Um, and the title of the sermon today is Reset. The title of the sermon is Reset. You know, last Thursday night, uh, Bishop William T. McAlilly was here in our sanctuary leading a Bible study for the Stones River District, of which St. Mark's United Methodist Church is a part. And I want you to know it's a pretty big deal when the bishop comes to your church. In fact, until Thursday night, in 25 plus years of ministry, a bishop has never visited a church that I pastored. So it was a pretty big deal for me. And while we didn't have a whole lot of people here, there were a good number of people here. And uh, many of the people that were here were my clergy colleagues from across the Stones River District. It's as if when your boss is in town, it might be a good idea for you to make an appearance, right? So there were a lot of clergy here, and we had a reception before, and then we came in for the Bible study. Now, what I observed while I was here on Thursday night as I was in interacting with some of my clergy colleagues is that there were two questions that seemed to be asked more frequently than any other question that was asked as we visited. The, the first question was, how are you doing? You know, we clergy colleagues, we don't get a chance to spend as much time together as we would like. Many of us have known one another for years. We've served in some of the same churches or we've served on similar, on, on similar, uh, same committees throughout the course of our tenure here. And so we really enjoy when the opportunity exists for us to come together. And so we want to know how each other's doing. We're truly interested in what's going on with your family. What's going on in your church? What are the things that you're celebrating? What are the things that you're grieving? What are your plans for the summer? 
All those kinds of things, those were typically the first questions that were asked. But the second question is sort of unique to this season of the year. The second question that clergy were asking each other on Thursday night is, are you moving? <laughs> For those of you who may not be familiar with the United Methodist Church, you know that our boss, the bishop, is the one who assigns or appoints pastors to serve in their ministry settings. And one of the ways that the bishop tries to ascertain whether or not a pastor needs to move is by asking the pastor, are you ready to move? We get a form every January that we have to fill out. And it's basically, it's changed a little bit through the years, but it's got three check boxes on there. One of the check boxes is, it's my desire to stay where I am for another year. That's the box I check. Some of you are jumping for joy, and some of you are crying like a baby right now, but that's the box I check. Then there's another box that says, um, I desire to move to a different ministry setting, to a different church. And then there's a box in the middle, which probably all United Methodist pastors are supposed to check this one. It says, I am willing to either go or stay. Because that's essentially what we Methodist preachers signed up for when we were ordained as elders in the church. Those of us who are elders, we said, Bishop, we will go wherever it is that you send us. And we're supposed to do that. Well, that's the question that was going on the other night is, are you moving? Seeing if anybody checked that box, I'm ready to leave. It reminded me of a conversation that I had recently. I have colleagues in um, United Methodist churches all over the country. And so I called up one of my buddies that I haven't talked to him since this time last year. You may wa wonder why I waited till this time of year to call him because I wanted to know how he was doing. And I also wanted to know, are you moving? And I was really surprised because I almost didn't even ask this guy the question. Because every time that I do talk to him, he talks about how much he loves his church. He says he's got a nice-sized church, that it pays him really well, and he's really happy there. He's got people in his church that give him their condo on the beach so that he can take a vacation every year. He's got somebody in his church that lets him use their mountain cabin every winter to do sermon preparation. He's church, his church buys him a membership to the country club. Uh, his wife has got a great job, and she loves living in the community. Their school systems are wonderful for their kids. They really enjoy this. So I almost didn't even ask the guy what he checked, that, what box he checked, because I thought I knew the answer. And yet when I asked him, are you moving? He said, well, I have requested to move at the end of the conference year this year. And I'm like, why in the world would you do that? All of those reasons that you're always giving me about how this is such a great place for you, why would you ask to move? And he said, well, I really don't know, other than the fact that I just really sensed in my spirit that God was inviting me to give up everything that's familiar, 
everything that's comfortable, everything that I'm secure in and secure about, and being willing and make myself available to go somewhere else. I feel like God was just calling me to do it. And I said, did you think about telling God he got the wrong number? I mean, there's no guarantee that when he, if he gets to move, that he'll get to move to a new church where they provide him with a country club membership. There's no guarantee that there's going to be anybody in that church that's got a condo on the beach that will offer it to him every year for a vacation. There's no guarantee that there's going to be anybody in that church that's got a cabin up in the mountains that gives him an opportunity to go away and plan his sermons for the entire year. There's no guarantee that he's going to like the church as much as he likes his current one. Why in the world would you do that? And he said, the only answer I have for you, Tommy, is that I just feel like the Lord is telling me that it's time. It's as if he were just ready for a reset. Now, I tell you that story because I, it, it parallels, I think, in a very tangible way for those of us who do this for a living, the story of Abram in our scripture lesson. You know, we don't know a lot about Abram at this particular part of his life. In fact, the only thing that we really know about Abram is that uh, what is in the previous chapter, it's this long genealogy that says so-and-so had so-and-so, had so-and-so, had so-and-so, and we find out that Abraham was born and that he ended up marrying a woman named Sarai and that he and Sarai were unable to have children. That's about the only thing we know about this guy at this point. We do know one other thing. When, when God calls Abram to uh, leave the familiar, to leave the secure, to, to leave his comfort zone, uh, he is living in a place called Haran or Haran. And that word literally translated means crossroads. Abram is at a crossroads in his life. And all of a sudden, he hears the voice of God calling him to leave the familiar, to leave the comfortable, to leave everything that is secure about his family and his life, and to go to a place that God will show him. God doesn't really give him any specifics about what this place might be like. The promises that God makes are really vague. If, if I had been there uh, counseling Abram, I might have said, Abram, why in the world would you leave where you are? It's a pretty sweet deal. It's a pretty good gig. Why would you leave that to go do something else, especially when you have no idea where it might lead you? And Abram might answer the way that my friend did and said, well, the only thing I can tell you is that I felt like God was calling me to do it. And, and I'm just going to trust that the one who called me to do it uh, has something in store for me and, and that, that ultimately I will find blessings in this new place just as I've been able to find blessings in the place where I am. Maybe Abram would tell us, sometimes you just need to a reset. 
sometimes you just need to start anew. Sometimes you just need to start afresh. Sometimes you just need to demonstrate trust and faith in God by taking that first faithful step, even when you don't know where that step might eventually lead you. I think that's what the Lenten journey is about. Every year we gather together on Ash Wednesday and we are reminded of our own sinfulness. We are reminded of the fragility of life and we are invited to journey with Jesus as Jesus makes His way to the cross. I believe in all my heart that this journey was... Uh, while Jesus was aware of what was coming and what was happening, that, that Jesus was able to take that faithful step because He trusted the One who had called Him to do it. And, and Jesus knew that even though there would be difficult days, even though He Himself would beg not to have to go to the cross, he was able to say, ultimately, however, not my will, Lord, but yours, because he knew that even in those difficult days that God could use terrible things to bring about blessing for the world. Maybe as you are preparing your soul and your spirit in this short, intensive, and rigorous training, for whatever it is that God may have in store for you, today might be the day that you discern you need a reset. Today might be the day that you begin to hear God calling anew. And you may not understand why, and you may not understand where that calling might lead, but the promise of Scripture is, is that God will be with you and that God is able to work in your faithfulness and through your trust to bring about blessing for you, for those around you, and for the world. Maybe today you need a reset. One of the reasons why I love the table of our Lord and Holy Communion that in this congregation we participate in on the first Sunday of every month is because the liturgy of Holy Communion begins with an opportunity for us to confess our sin and to repent. It's a reminder that no matter who you are or what you've done, we all from time to time need a reset. We need to know that God loves us and that God forgives us and that God calls us and, and that God is with us. The table of our Lord provides God an opportunity to do just that in each of our lives. God offers us an opportunity to hit the reset button. God reminds us the depth of God's love and the lengths that God would go to for us. And God invites us to rise from this table as forgiven children of God, to go out into the world, and to be the light and the love of Jesus Christ. Let us prepare our minds and hearts to experience that reset and that call this morning.